Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Hi, I'm Megan and welcome to today's episode of Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Today we're joined by Mason and Siam. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Mason. I'm a first year chemist at Somerville College. Um, hi, I'm Siam. Uh, I'm a third year chemist uh, at Trinity College. Welcome to the show. Um, today we're going to be talking about chemistry interviews at Oxford. Um, so interviews, as I'm sure everyone knows, they're quite a huge part of the application process. Um, you know, depending on the subject, the, um, how much the interview matters can vary, but generally they are quite an important part. Um, you'll apply to Oxford by UCAS and then you may or may not get invited to an interview. Um, for people interviewing this year, so this November, December, the universities, um, as far as we're aware, is doing all the interviews online. Just the logistics are way too difficult to do in-person interviews. Um, and obviously we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. So we'll try and keep this general, but online interviews will be as similar as they can possibly make them to in-person interviews. So hopefully this will still apply. Let's get started. Um, so just Mason first, um, it's hopefully freshest in your mind. Um, how were your interviews structured? So how many interviews did you have? Um, what colleges were they and how long that kind of thing? Yeah, um, so I had two interviews um, and they were both at Somerville. Um, I had one on the Monday and one on, on Tuesday. So they were sort of, you know, spread out like um, mm. rather than them all being on one day. Um, and they were about 30 minutes long. I had one organic and maths interview and then the other was physical and inorganic. But I know that some of my friends had them mix match. So it, but that kind of thing is general, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Um, so I applied twice because I didn't get in the first time. So I had got quite a lot of interview experience. Um, the first time I had three interviews at LMH and one at St. Katz. Um, and the three interviews at LMH, as in these are colleges, St. Catherine's College and LM, Lady Margaret Hall. Um, at LMH, it was organic, physical and inorganic. And I think there was some, there might have been some maths questions in the physical um, physical. Uh, interview and um at st cat's it was like a the one interview at a different college it was like a mixed match of um all three i guess i can't really i can't remember um and then the year after i had two interviews at trinity college um one of them was physical and inorganic and the other one was uh organic and i didn't i know other people got interviewed elsewhere to another college but um i didn't which I think it's important to know that uh, when you're doing interviews, if you don't get an interview for another college, no one knows what that means. That that's not a good mm-hmm. or a bad. Like, it could be good, it could be bad. You just have it could could mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's definitely... I, I, Sorry, Mason. Yeah, I was gonna say I definitely agree with that because uh, one of the chemists that I now have in at Somerville, like she got pulled like three, four times to different colleges, but then ended up at the college that she applied to. Um, so uh, she kind of went all around the houses just to get where she started so mm. it doesn't really mean anything like you said mm, definitely and it's also important to note that you might end up getting an offer from a college that you didn't interview at they do try to interview you if they're considering giving you a place at a college but you might not have been interviewed there and you might still get an offer for, for them so you're not limited to where you've been interviewed 
Um, and yeah, as you guys have said, it doesn't mean anything if you're if you've been called for another interview. It doesn't necessarily mean your previous two interviews went really badly. It might just mean they've had a lot of really strong applicants. So yeah, it really doesn't. Think, it's no reflection on how well they did or didn't go. But I think uh, one thing that we quickly skipped over is that the interviews. I think we can all agree that they were very chemistry subject specific. Yeah. Um, just like entirely chemistry content like asking us questions and then we had like a piece of paper and like and uh talking through that so hence hence some of the interviews were organic chemistry based mm-hmm. and others were physical chem and inorganic chem um which some people applying uh, might not know that it's really just purely on the academic mm-hmm. side of the interview yeah that, that can depend on the college because a friend at st john's said that she was asked about her personal statement quite a lot so obviously wow. You, you do need to know your personal statement because they might, those are the kind of questions they might ask you to kind of gently guide you into the interview as kind of an introduction, tell me a bit about this that you mentioned. So do do prepare to be asked about your personal statement, but as Simon said, it is mostly yeah. chemistry. I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry because I wasn't asked anything on my personal statement, but I know that some other people at the same college like were so I think it just depends on how the tutors kind of feel on the day and whether they have any questions about your personal statement yeah but um, it's definitely good to prepare like with your personal statement mm-hmm. in mind absolutely I think it also gives you a little bit of confidence if you kind of already have something you can talk yeah. about in the interview yeah um, and just the the people you're being interviewed by um, they are the tutors who teach at that college so every interview is done at different colleges they're done by different tutors um the department obviously like do try to standardize the interview so no one is no tutors are harsher than others but just be aware that when you're applying to a college those are the people you're going to interview by who are the people who are teaching you if you get in and and the interview is actually uh i'd say like very similar to the tutorial system if not identical mm. so um like uh, once uh, we we've got in obviously and we have tutorials with our tutors and um they're very identical to the interview like they ask us questions we stop and think we try to work out we ask them questions to like clarification and they guide us through the answer so um it's like i mean some people say this and it is true as hard as it is but trying to enjoy the interview um is like would be like the dream uh, to enjoy the interview go through this process of like trying to discover the answers that they're asking you and um, working that through with the tutor, with your interviewer, the tutor, because that is, they want to see if they can teach you. And, um, and yeah, like if you can show that you can work with them uh, and learn from what they're saying, uh, then that is good because that's how it would be for the rest of the degree. Yeah. Cause like at the end of the day, I, I remember someone saying like these, these tutors are like leading academics in the field of chemistry Um so even if you don't get in, try and take most of the opportunity because mm. you're never going to get, not necessarily going to get in to be in that position again. So if you kind of view it as like positive in that respect, then things might go a lot more smoothly. Yeah, definitely. And, and the tutors, they, they're trying to get as much out of you as they can. They're trying to see how much you're willing to maybe make a guess, even if it's wrong. Um, they that they are trying to get get as much out of you as they can so they might if you're really stuck they might give you hints and try and lead you through I mean you're not going to be 
completely on your own. Hmm. Um, I, I think also, oh, sorry, Megan. No, um, uh, I think uh, talking out, like speaking out loud to your thought hmm. process is also really important because um, uh, if you're if you're doing all the thinking in your head and not like writing it down, your ideas or talk, talking them out loud, they just have no idea what you're thinking. You could mm-hmm. be just sitting there like, oh no, I have no idea. Or you could be thinking through some really good ideas or some like, mm-hmm. and they and if you say speak out loud what you're thinking, they want to guide you towards the answer. So they, mm-hmm. they will say like, mm-hmm. oh, actually, have you considered this? Have you considered that? But that you can't have that discussion with the interviewer if you don't speak out loud, mm-hmm. um, which is really important. Yeah, exactly. It's such an important point and kind of building what you were saying they might even if, if you're thinking something through they might even go oh actually no go back to that last thought because that's kind of where the good the right place to start so they will pick up on what you're thinking and use that to guide you through the question yeah so, yeah. yeah i suppose another thing to add is that it might sound quite scary having to sign of take everything that you're thinking out of your brain and tell mm. someone and you're you worry that they're gonna go you're that stupid mm. but they honestly won't and like even if you're not confident even if you do it a little bit they understand that you're nervous because it's interviews and even if that's just you're like how you are as a person like they will still work with that mm. um, and they're really accepting of different personality traits of how like confident people are sort of discussing things with people so as long as you give it a go in some form I think that's what they're really looking for absolutely I mean I was so nervous in my interview I forgot how many bonds nitrogen forms normally so like they're they're quite forgiving with people being nervous and anxious about it yeah (laughs) oh forgets how many bonds nitrogen has is here to tell the tale at the exactly <laughs> somehow <laughs> clearly they pitied me for they're like clearly she's out out of her depth <laughs> um, but yet like like they really they, they know people are really stressed out they're not going to judge you for that no. um i somehow made it through forgetting how many bonds nitrogen form so i'm sure everyone else will be fine <laughs> The the college would be would have a massive loss if you weren't here, Megan. No, <laughs> and so would the other chemists because we relied you way too much. Until it comes to organic, and then Siam, I'm afraid I will be phoning you. <laughs> oh, but um, oh, there was something else. No, it's gone. It'll come back to me. Right. Um, just kind of moving slightly away from the interviews themselves. Um. It will be slightly different this year because interviews are online. But while you're at interviews, there are, you know, student helpers and um, they might be um, kind of working for the college um, and they're there to make your time as nice and as fun and as relaxing as it can be. So, Simon, do you want to start talking a little bit about the maybe the more social side? Um, On the interviews, I mean, so when they were in person, so when when I went... um, Mm -hmm. So I was there for about four days um, Mm. and I actually only had my interviews for two of the days. So I got there the night before and Mm. my second interview was really late. So I stayed the day after, I think. I was there four days for one reason or another. Mm. Or like I had to stay because I might have another interview Mm. and then then didn't up having another interview. And um, they treat you really like an adult. Um, You get your times for where you need to be for an interview and they tell you where you need to be. And then other than that, outside of that, like the world is your oyster, Oxford's there for the taking. 
Um, and it's really like the holiday. Like I, I was in my gap year, so I took days off work and I enjoyed it to the max. Um, and the college, so there's, stud- like, there's uni students running like social events for the interviewees. And um, we go to like the JCR, which is like a, a student common room with like lots of games and like sofas in the college where you can like chill out with the interviewees. Um, there tends to be like trips to like G and D's, which is like an ice cream shop. Um, there's a few in uh, Oxford, and like yeah, the interviews like we tend to like go like check out the city. Mm-hmm. You can go do that by yourself. Maybe go do some shopping. Um, I really took the advantage of um, getting to know as many people as I um, as I could, and um, and going to um, like the city, enjoying it. And I made a few friends that I made. We went to. Um, the bar in the evening the night before the night before our interview uh obviously yeah and it was just it was just like very like it was it was just really nice it was like as if mm. we got into university because like a bit of taste of university life uh, before getting there mm. so yeah i definitely try to enjoy it i know in cambridge it's very different you could go up for the day and then come back on the mm. same day it's less not many people stay for one night and maybe mm. and maybe the one night just because i have to travel for a long time but uh, it's very much a long experience in oxford yeah um mason would you agree with that yeah i would definitely agree with that i think because interviews are sort of you know beginning of december but for chemistry it was sort of nearing the middle of december sort of near christmas sort of thing there was like the christmas market and all the christmas lights and it kind of just adds to the magical beauty of oxford even more so like going out at night and seeing that and just exploring like uh siam said then it's just so much nicer and such a great experience because you sort of you sort everyone sort of bonds over everyone's sort of fear for the interviews and everyone's in the same sort of boat so you sort of become quite close-knit with everyone quite quickly which I think is quite nice. Definitely yeah and there um I think unfortunately you know you make friends with interviews and it's not guaranteed you're all going to make it in um but it's quite nice kind of showing up in fresh as we can go hey I remember you from interviews you know how have you been you got in isn't this as you can really make friends for the rest of your degree interviews yeah it's it's yeah and and it it is you are there for as Simon said you could be there for four days um sometimes in a lot of cases um because you might be asked to go to another college for an interview um but the student helpers and the college don't know whether you'll have whether you'll be called to another interview until the day after because obviously the tutors have to talk everything through so you quite often do have almost a full day where you don't have any interviews scheduled and you can really just do what you like, explore. You can meet people if you have lots of schoolwork. I wouldn't recommend you do it during interviews, but you can. Um, I think I think one thing that really helped was all of the social activities outside of the interview, sort of like mm-hmm. takes your mind off the interview, it calms you down. Um, and then because you're not constantly doing work or anything, you're like brains fresh for the interview. And I think that's a really good position to be in. So anyone doing interviews this year, try and, you know, give yourself time, like more time than usual to just relax. Because interviews can be quite intensive and they do require a lot of brain power. But like Siam said, they are somewhat enjoyable. That's a really important point, particularly because people will be at home taking interviews, you know, um, normally you wouldn't be spending the whole day preparing for your interview you wouldn't spend the two days before preparing for your interview you'd be meeting people and exploring so really do give yourself the time off because you need it 
you really, really need it. I'd say like you need to like if there's like an exam or an interview you have to I, for me I personally like to like rest my mind beforehand mm. like as if it was like a, a sports event you wouldn't train the day before <laughs> like uh so yeah I, I I try not to revise like the night before an exam just because I need to like mentally prepare and like calm myself and then so uh, and I'd, I'd say the same with the interviews um as as Mason said I definitely agree with that approach of enjoying your time um or just like if you're doing it online, just like not maybe not doing any chemistry the night the day before, so then you can go into it fresh. Um, that yeah. would be the preferable way for me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and talking about kind of preparing for interviews, how can you prepare for the interview? Um, Mason, do you want to go first? Um, I think a big thing that I did, and I think we mentioned this a bit earlier, was um, breaking down my personal statement and just sort of, I remember sticking it in the middle of a giant A3 piece of paper and just sort of annotating around it so much so that I ran out of room, but just making sure that if there was a concept, a mechanism or a book that I was getting all my thoughts onto paper so that Mm -hmm. if they asked me about it, then I could talk about it quite easily because if you if they say if they like oh you've read this book and then you sit there and can't say anything about it then even though you probably have read it they're probably going to think well this person's not read it and they're not that interested but if you can get into the mindset of like explaining things and going like beyond what you've written then it really shows that you've actually done what you've said you've done and I think that's really helpful for interviews yeah that's That's a great point yeah, that's actually, I didn't actually do that, but I think that's a really, really good idea to like write down the things that you've learned and annotate, break, breaking down everything and annotating all the things that you can draw from that. That's like yeah. really good as well for revision in general and like tutorial mm-hmm. work because you're expected to do that when you uh, answer the exams. Um, and I'd say that would probably, you know, obviously not only just about your personal statement, but it's about practicing just talking about chemistry. Um, yeah. and talking about topics you're interested in and you know, maybe analysing the thoughts a little bit and saying, okay, well, this didn't quite go far enough, so maybe I don't know that fully, but here's what I could suggest. It's about kind of being really, thinking really critically about what you've written and what you, yeah. you've learned. Because um, I think with chemistry, I mean, and it applies to all sciences, it's not the sort of subject where at school you would sit down and have a discussion about a topic very regularly but in interviews and in tutorials you kind of need to be able to discuss your thought process and like the problems and you don't normally do that it's normally here's the content and you go away and learn it in your own sort of time um so finding someone or even just yourself in your bedroom which it ended up being for me just chatting out loud about chemistry like and vocalizing what you know and what you think will really help Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's really important it's something that feels quite strange mm-hmm. you know as yeah. as you both were saying earlier talking out loud in the interview is so important and it feels really unnatural and really uncomfortable so just practicing that is really really important mm-hmm. um Simon, do you have anything to add what did you do to prepare so um yeah I, the second time i applied um i went pretty ham with the interview prep not gonna lie um <laughs> I did a lot, yeah. So um, there's a few things I've got written down here that I did. Uh, I made sure I was sharp on all the stuff that I'd learned so far, um, which I think is if you're going to do anything or you don't have much time, that is the thing to do, like making sure that you know the AS stuff that you've learned. 
um, really well because um, ends of the day, like that is the one thing that you're expected to know. Um, so yeah, to a certain extent, like the stuff that you've learned so far. So then if you have like flashcards or revision notes of your first year um, or the stuff that you've learned, like notes, just going over them a lot and making sure that you feel comfortable that you can answer anything or almost anything about what you've learned so far. After that, um, I spent a lot of time doing that because I didn't want to, there's some questions that they could ask and after the interview, you you realize that you knew that and you've actually learned that and you feel annoyed oh. that, you, that oh. you, could, you didn't answer that question. You're just like, what, what am I doing? Just like, I actually, that, was, that was the one, like I answered all these other things I had to work out on the spot, but there was one book work question. And I just didn't, yeah. So you don't want to have that feeling. Um, it will probably happen, but trying to minimize those kind of situations. And um, I did a lot of chemistry. So there's these chemistry Olympiad papers and uh, chemistry Cambridge challenge papers, which are, um, which are like uh, challenge, like challenge exam papers for people who um, like, uh, really want to like, who really like chemistry and like want to get a certificate in doing these, like get uh, doing these uh, exam papers. And uh, yeah, if you do well in them, you get a certain certificate, but um but you don't have to actually do like, get the certificate. You can just find these papers online and just go through with them in your own time and mark them yourself with the answers that they provide. And the reason why I did these papers um, is because they require you to use AS and A-level um, chemistry knowledge and apply it at like, an outside-the-box kind of thinking, like applying it into new different situations and really use the stuff that you've learned in a unique way. And... Um, and the interviews very much like that. These papers, for me, I saw them as like a written down version of the interview. Um, and I think that is like a safest analogy. Like some of those questions on those papers will be very, could be very similar to what you'd be asked in the interview. Um, so I went through a lot of those because um, mm -hmm. I, I was applying my gap year. I had a lot of time. So I had the time to do that. Um, the chem it's important to say that the Chemistry Cambridge Challenge papers are focusing on AS level content. Whereas the chemistry Olympiad papers is focusing on AS and A level. So um, I personally try to do both. But um, if you like short on time, I'd say the chemistry Cambridge challenge papers are more useful because they're based on AS level content. Whereas in the interviews, they're not going to, they shouldn't expect you um, to know a lot of detail about the second year content because you're in you're in the middle of your second year there's stuff that you haven't learned yet whereas um so yeah the chemistry olympiad papers were a lot more challenging and a lot of the stuff that they expect you to know you haven't learned yet so um chemistry cambridge challenge papers are more representative of the interview i found um i also and yeah when i went, when i did the papers um i would say doing fewer and marking them well is better than doing loads and then like not going over the questions that you couldn't do. So mm -hmm. every, every time I did a paper, I made sure there was a lot of questions I couldn't do. Um, and I made like went through the answers and like tried to work out like, where did I go wrong? Or like what, like try to understand mm -hmm. the answer. So then with each paper that I did, I grew in knowledge and like an understanding. Whereas if you just did loads of papers, got a mark and didn't really go through the ones you couldn't do you don't really learn that much I mean you'll you'll get good practice of answering these questions which is really valuable but it's even better if you can learn where you didn't go wrong and if you can do this with someone else that you know is applying to um for chemistry and you that you both might be able to do these papers together or in your own time and then come together to talk about the answers that would be amazing because you have that practice of talking through your answers with someone which is very similar, if not identical, to how the interview would be. 
or even if it's like with your teacher if they have time that'd be really good and yeah that is the next thing that i did um i talked uh, i managed to organize a mock interview with my teacher um and one of my friends who was applying for chemistry we in, in both those situations i utilized uh, like the practice of um being able to talk through chemistry with someone else which was really helpful and if you if you don't have anyone else and um, then like talking to yourself um is definitely a good way like talking to yourself and also questioning the things that you think you know and be like well how can i like how why is it that how can i justify this and um and a lot of the time it will be you can't justify it because you haven't learned it yet but sometimes um you can justify the things that you think you know through stuff that you've learned and if and it's good to ask yourself that because um in the interview they'll ask you that if they think mm. if they think that you can just they can you could justify something that you've said then they probably will ask you like mm. well why does carbon not have five bonds or four bonds i was like i could clear like yeah that could be a classic classic mm. question maybe um I also um, learnt uh, some of the A2, so the second year A-level topics um, early, which is uh, in the summer, which is actually just really useful for A-levels in general, like if you have the time, just like going over the content sooner and then having less work to do later. And um, just because they might ask you something that um, is in the second year um, second year A-level. and they, um, But if they, I think it's important to note though, if they ask you, if the interviews ask you something that you haven't learnt yet, to say like, oh, by the way, like I haven't learnt this, but I'm gonna, I'll give, it, I'll give it a shot anyways, because um, then you've let them know that you don't know, and then the, the interviewer can then assess whether um, should you continue going with this or, or, um, and actually say, oh, if you haven't covered this, then we'll ask something else, or they might actually know that you don't know and they want you to work it out. So yeah, it's important to um, say. Uh, when you haven't like when you're unfamiliar with something but to still to still probably give it a shot because there's a good chance that you might not know it on purpose mm-hmm. um and uh and yeah i as i said before i applied my gap year because i didn't get in the first time and if anyone doesn't get in the first time um i personally found it um really um much easier to apply during my gap year because um i didn't have interview prep and a levels to balance like juggle with i just had all of the time to focus on the interviews um so yeah and and then uh and it worked out um and i felt a lot more prepared i felt really prepared for interviews and then when the interviews came i felt like i'd done my i've I've tried my hardest so i can just enjoy this experience like i've done all of the revision i don't need like i don't feel like i should spend any more time revising um because i've spent so much time and i can just enjoy like meeting people etc whereas the first time round, i was like stressed stre- <laughs> like night before just like reading over the notes uh because i really left it for the last minute um and yeah that's those are those are my advice i don't know if you guys agree or disagree with anything i said yeah um i'm well, sorry did you yeah. want to say something um i was just gonna say that i think i agree in the sense that knowing what you like have been taught at as very well is very good but like not just knowing it but trying to understand it like if you've got a mechanism rather than just going oh that's the mechanism trying to be like okay understanding why does this happen like obviously like you said you're going to have a, a limited knowledge of it but at least if you have some reasoning like it's really good because they kind of like they could in my interview they took something from AS and then put it in a completely like different situation that I'd never come across before and if I hadn't understood what I'd learned at AS I wouldn't have been able to make that jump and I think they are they're not testing you do you know the textbook 
a testing, do you understand the textbook and do you understand chemistry generally? So they're not just expecting you to know completely random stuff. They're just expecting you to be able to use the skills that you've got. So anything that practices skills, like, like you said, I think is really good. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's kind of the, the tutors don't want you to be able to answer straight away. That defeats the point. Now they just know you're really great at memorising facts. That doesn't really um, te teach them anything about you. So they don't want you to be able to regurgitate. They want you, as you've been saying, Mason, to be able to go, okay, this is an unfamiliar context, but I can understand it by looking at this. Yeah, because like, um, I remember someone saying, like, if you just know the answers to everything, then why are you applying to do chemistry as a degree? Because there's no point in you doing something that you just know everything of anyway so they want to teach you like you've said so they are they obviously want you to that you've got to know what the periodic table is and know what carbon is and things like that but um they're not expecting you to know this very obscure reaction mechanism or molecule or anything like that because like they don't want to teach someone that knows everything so it's not fun for them really they're not expecting you to know the whole periodic table as no. I, I still don't know <laughs> I still don't know the whole periodic table um, I should do soon but also um, I think if anyone thinks that they shouldn't apply to chemistry because they feel like they know everything um, can confirm that you're very unlikely that you do yeah. and, there's, <laughs> and there's lots to learn if you're keen so do come and join but yeah, I, I don't feel like uh, I don't think you should be put off if you feel like you have all the answers because um, yeah. it's, it's quite a broad, very broad degree. Um, but also, um, this I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess it's like Oxford from the inside and our inside perspective. But there was <laughs> there was something else that I did um, which you like definitely do not need to do um, at all. Um, but so I spent. Um, I mean, a lot of people read the book, Why Chemical Reactions Happen. Um, it's like a very cliche book. I, I mean, This isn't about talk personal statements, this podcast, but if you were to see a personal statement, I personally wouldn't write the, the title of the book, but I'll talk about what you've learned in the book just because so many people stay, write the title and say that they've read it and um, you would just be joining that sh crowd. But um, like the, men, the masses of people who <laughs> say they've read Why Chemical Reactions Happen, yeah, you could be that one person who doesn't talk about the title and uh, talks about the things that they learned. But um, not only did I read the book, I because I was applying my gap year, and, and if you have like loads of time, and if the things that we've said so already, you feel like you've already done and you want to do even more, um, then you, you can learn. There are some first year university um, chemistry like concepts that you could learn that are very applicable to A-level questions. So in the book, why, I used the book Why Chemical Reactions Happen. And um, not only did I read it, like I spent a lot of time really learning the stuff in the, in the book. And the, the topics that I chose were molecular, or, uh, molecular orbital bonding and molecular orbital bonding in reaction mechanisms. And, um, and if you can do that, like if you can not only read the book and like but actually spend time to learn it really well and spend time to learn it so well that you feel comfortable in the interview answering questions using that, those concepts that you've learned, then that like when they're in the interview, if they ask you about a mechanism, they are like, what's happening here. And you can talk about the mechanism from the perspective of, oh, the electrons have left from this bonding orbital into like going in there, attacking into this antibonding orbital. They will be like blown away because they've clearly seen that um, 
not only have you learned like know the stuff of the A-level, the AS, but you've like gone above and like learned something uh, in the university. And what's great about these concepts and why chemical reactions happen is that the stuff that you learn is directly relevant to your A-level. Like it's just, there is a deep understanding to the stuff that we learn in A-level that you can use like the uni understanding. Um, so it's unbelievably relevant, but um, you don't need to do that. They won't expect you to do that. But if there's like someone out there who's like done everything that we've already said and they want to do more, then that would be the thing that I would suggest. And I really like organic, hence I did that. Um, yeah, whereas <laughs> yeah, okay. like there's a, oh, sorry. Yeah, um... <laughs> There's like a, there's like a, some chapters in the book, like about ionic lattices and like, they probably won't ask you that because that's very rogue and that's not, that's got nothing to do with the A-level. So like things like that, they probably won't ask you about, um, or like, I know, thermodynamics, they probably like, unless it's like the A-level stuff. Um, but I mean, mechanisms, first year mechanisms, they will, they will ask, they could ask you about that and almost definitely will. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You say um, I was just gonna say, I, I hadn't heard of this book when I was applying um, and so I was kind of like what is this book that everyone is saying that they've read um, so I can't attest to how useful it is but I would say that there were definitely questions in the interview that were you know now I know that they were first year chemistry stuff but in the interview enjoy it because I was kind of going oh that's actually I haven't thought about it like that that's really interesting like really use the moment to kind of as the opportunity to look at something in a different way that you haven't considered it before and yeah feel free to go mm, that's quite interesting <laughs> this is fun like enjoy it yeah like, like interviews you a time to be a giant nerd and <laughs> yeah. be like not ashamed of liking chemistry most people at school be like oh you like chemistry that's really interesting mm -hmm. but like here you, you're allowed to be interested in chemistry and like, that goes for all interviews and all subjects but yeah, you're allowed to release a little chemist and be happy about chemistry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Find that little like 10 year old kid in you that just goes, that's just asking like, why, why, why? Yeah. Why does it happen? Find that person again, because it's really your moment. To just... I don't think I've lost that. I think I still ask too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. good. You don't want to lose that. No, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you're like so interested in what you're talking about in the interview and you want to ask the interviewer questions, like then then go go mm -hmm. ahead. Like, mm -hmm. like or why is it that that happens like what you said, like things like that? Like definitely like run with it if you want to ask the the, the interviewer. Absolutely. Um, it's it's an opportunity yeah, for you as well. Yeah. yeah. Make the most of it. Yeah. Um, I mean I feel like that's it's it's a pretty good summary of interviews. Um, do either of you have any more advice? You know, what advice did you want to hear when you were about to go into your interview, and what advice would you want to give to other people? The one thing that someone told me, um, I think it saved me, was when you're faced with a problem and you just have no clue what to say, just say I don't know, but, and then finish mm -hmm. that sentence, and like. It's basically just a nice way to start your thought process if you don't really know. And it kind of gives you that buffer of your brain catching up with your mouth um, mm. because often you do know it or you do have an idea, but it's just not come to you like in that very small instant. And it shows that you're thinking about it. And I think that's a, just like a group. If you, I mean, I think I said it about tens of times in my interviews over the two days, <laughs> um, but it was really helpful because 
you're often in a situation where you just have no clue whatsoever and you don't know where to go but just saying I don't know but and then you can go from there I think it's also important to say that um I mean in like we had a tutorial yesterday and like in our tutorials now it happens all the time the tutor will ask mm-hmm. us a question and we have no idea and we just sort of like we're like uh, I'm not sure but from what we've seen maybe this and then they'll like guide us through so I think it's nice to know that in your interview if the interviewer asked you a question you knew don't know don't know the answer straight away you're that is what it's like for all of the current university students in their tutorials week after week like that is how it's supposed to be like so if yeah if you feel like in the interview you don't know the answer that is normal and that's not a bad thing and run with that like and then like ask them like oh it might be this because you know carbon does a, B, and C, and then and then and then and then they'll take you, they'll guide you through that journey. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you know all the answers, quite frankly, you should be doing a PhD already. Why bother with the degree in the middle? You yeah. know, you're not supposed to know everything already, um, and the tutors don't know anything, everything either. You know, yeah. no one can know everything. So yeah, it's fine. Um, um. Well, also, I think um, I think in situations like interviews or exams or things where you really want to do well, um, thinking about in terms of like managing your stress, um, thinking about the worst case scenario and then realizing that that's not that bad at all. And actually, the worst case scenario is really good can like really make you feel quite calm going into an interview that if all else fails like you've probably got four very good offers from other amazing universities and where you're having amazing time. Um, and it's okay like the result of this isn't that deep it's fine Um, and I know loads of people who've um, really enjoyed their undergrads elsewhere Mm -hmm. and they've come to Oxford to do their PhDs Um, so like you know if it yeah like if it doesn't work out like you can like always apply later if you want to if there's like the right PhDs here for you Um, like I think whatever happens it works out really well for most people um, if not everyone and I think if you have that perspective going in the interview like you know this isn't actually that like it, I really want to do well but if it doesn't go well it's all going to be more more than fine um then you can go in calm and enjoy it you yeah. might be stressing yeah. which is good absolutely I think I I put quite a lot of pressure on myself during the interview before the interview I was like oh you know I can't I can't fail this but actually you know as you said what's the worst that can happen you're going to end up at another brilliant university it's really not the end of the world it's yeah and even if even if you're like heart and I think a lot of us is your heart is set on Oxford it's not like it's you apply once if you've not got in you can apply again next year it's not the best case scenario but often taking a gap year then you could do amazing things in that year that you wouldn't have thought of doing and reapply and yeah I mean give it another shot it's funny you said that because that literally uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that literally happened for me um uh yeah I yeah I did lots of things in my gap year that I didn't think I'd ever do and um not getting in Toxford the first time uh for me was like the best thing that happened in my life so yeah uh, and the reason I reapplied was because I did further maths and I really wanted a chemistry course that had a lot of maths because mm. I really enjoyed maths um and the, and the chemistry course specifically and what I imagined the people Oxford um, to be like um, really mattered a lot to me because I feel like I, I could see myself enjoying that degree and enjoying the city, the college city, the college life and being around people who are like 
they like go getters and like doing things and being inspired by that so hence i uh reapplied and enjoyed the process so yeah like you can always reapply as well like the worst like the worst case scenario is that um it's not that bad whether you go elsewhere take a gap year and use that year out and reapply um yeah and i mean even if you don't no, go on, Sorry. Go on I mean, it is it is easier in hindsight to say that when you're at interviews, it, it <laughs> it's very much it is the be yeah. all and end all. But yeah. I mean, I remember someone saying that like, oh, in hindsight, it's not that bad. And me going, no, but it's like the end of my life if I dig in. And now I'm ha- sat here saying it's not the be all and end all. But it really is not the be all and end all if mm. you don't get in. Yeah. And I think just it's important to note in terms of getting to interview, the tutors don't interview you if they don't believe you can get in and if they don't want to teach you they're not going to interview you it's a waste of their time it's a waste of your time so the fact that you've been invited to interview means you deserve a place and the Mm. tutors believe that you deserve a place and all you have to do is prove it yeah Yeah, we know the tutors they wouldn't see you if they didn't think it was worth their time (laughs) they're too busy (laughs) (laughs) i mean they're not going to waste their time if they don't think you can get in so yeah that yeah that makes yeah. no sense uh, like, <laughs> like they do actually they do obviously think yeah. like you can get the offer because yeah. why else would you be there and yeah and make the most of it yeah exactly um i think that's quite a nice place to end yeah <laughs> so, yeah thank you mason and Simon. thank you so much for joining no us and thank you for inviting us yeah thank you everyone for listening um i hope you found this useful and good luck everyone who's interviewing everyone who's applying everyone who's got offers everyone who hasn't um and anyone else listening um thank you very much for listening and until next time bye-bye thank you see ya